Hey, Nate, what's going on, man? Uh, that's it. I am good. Wow. You were, your mood really seems changed since last week. I mean, the cybernetic arms and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I'm in a better mood. I played another game of chance against our Wookiee friend. You know, the, the guy that pulled my arms off and everything. And I followed your advice this time. Okay, good, dude. I mean, honestly, I would probably just stay clear of him, but at least you're, you know, letting him win because I don't know what you're going to do to get your next set of cybernetic arms, you know? Well, I mean, it, it's good, though. I, lo- I loved your advice. Let the Wookiee win. So I did. And I paid him his winnings in counterfeit credits. So the next time he goes into any kind of official banking institution, he's screwed. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out, dude. I mean, yeah, if he gets uh, caught or whatever, that's, you know, that's, that's bad for him. But if he gets away, that's really bad for you. Ah, What are the chances of that? Come on. I'm not a droid, so I, I, I can't tell you the odds, but I don't like them. Okay. Good advice. I'll call and tip off the authorities first. Thanks. Uh, not what I meant, but okay. Enjoy your stay, Cloud City Casino. What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, Fun Cloud. Don't get excited. Welcome, scoundrels, to Cloud City Casino, your destination for Star Wars collecting and gaming. And as we stand at the moment, we are only 261 days away from Star Wars Rogue One. But in the meantime, I'd like to go ahead and thank you for visiting our fabulous podcast, Among the Clouds. And I, of course, am your administrator of this facility and your host, Michael Morris. Joining me this week, Nathan P. Butler. Hey, everybody. Sorry, I thought that was a a pretty weak intro, but I I was like, let me go with something that's going to be kind of funny. Mark always does like a great job of giving you something. And I'm like, nah, screw it. Yeah, well, not everybody can do the uh, the opening of a a boxing match every (laughs) single time. Well, that's that's the thing is I'm trying I'm trying to find my own style for it, you know, and I'm like, okay boxing match that doesn't really work i need to kind of think like what are what are some other styles like what about those um the the roller girls or whatever what do you call that thing you know what i'm talking about roller derby yeah like where the girls beat the crap out of each other and are on skates not entirely sure how to take that and where your imagery's going <laughs> but uh, okay Okay. I don't know. I just I'm like, maybe they've got their own style and, you know, I'll just follow that for announcing and such. Yeah, you're going to tell your wife that you're just watching for research. Nice job. <laughs> no, actually, I think like one of her cousins is a, a, a derby girl. So she'd just be like, yeah, let's go do this. I'm not sure if that makes it any better if you're watching her cousin. I'm just saying, I, dude, I don't know things. I've I, I really don't know that much about it. I mean, it's I, I assume it's. People beating up people. I don't know, man. Like, oh, oh, what's that? Is that a bug? We're lost in the weeds. What are we talking about this time, Michael? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Uh, So before we get into some of our main topics, let's go ahead and just touch on our this is madness bracket. Dun, 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 dun. 
Which, oh, man. at this point, I don't know if you, f- you can even call it a bracket as much as a broken, maybe. Dude, my wife is beating me now. And I put thought into this. And I just sat right. here to create hers. And I just tossed out this one or this one. This one or this one. And she just gave me those like off the top of the head answers. And I think right. the only one she's gotten wrong so far was, God, I think she chose Sabine over R2. But every other one has been correct so far. Okay. So, uh, yeah. My thing is that... I'm just doing so much worse than I actually thought. And, you know, my my thing is I'm I'm looking at it right now and I'm curious because I was noticing something about it. And okay, yeah, so I'm seeing it right now. Uh, One thing I've I've picked up on is pay attention to who's in the lead versus who's on the left side of the screen on, on the right side of the screen. Because the person who's always on the right side of the screen seems to be at a disadvantage. And I think part of that is because I've accidentally, when I've done the voting, I've accidentally trying to open it. It'll take a second to load. And so then I think, oh, well, let me try to click again. And as I'm doing that, the screen will load and then it'll immediately click on the person instead of going, oh, yeah, here's who, this is who you want, right? Click to confirm or something along those lines. It goes, thanks for your vote. And whoever was on the left side of the screen is the one who's right there to get the vote. Just throwing that out there. I don't I don't well, see, know if that's 100 percent the case, but it, it seemed to have mostly been in accordance with with what I've been noticing. Maybe I'm thinking it's more I mean, just looking at the way the matchups have worked, it seems like it's basically a preference for live action over cartoons in a big way, with the only exception really so far being Ahsoka and most of the time leaning towards the original trilogy. I want to say the, say what I said, the original trilogy cast. Well, not even really the original trilogy cast because the original trilogy is coming out on top in some cases, but not always like Darth Maul coming out on top against, uh, I think he was first up against Tarkin and now he's up against Palpatine and he's winning though, not by much. It's sort of like a propensity towards live action instead of cartoon, the force awakens versus everything else. And with the exception of BB-8 and Ahsoka, which is the anomaly. And in some few cases, if it's not the major character, like it's Darth Maul in a film, as opposed to where he was really highlighted in the Clone Wars, it's more like the more badass character comes out on top. Which makes me think, again, that what we're seeing here is people confused about what they're voting on. Are they voting for a favorite? Are they voting for who they want to win? Are they voting for who they think can win in a fight? They've never explained this, and I think that's... It's definitely influencing the voting. I think most people are voting the way that my wife did, which is just the gut check. But it's got to be skewed by people who just aren't quite sure what it is they're supposed to be right. clicking on. Right. I I have no idea, dude. And it's it's strange, you know, like even looking here and, and once again, the, the current voting setup uh, for today is like we're looking at Luke Skywalker versus Han Solo and Palpatine versus Darth Maul. I would have probably guessed opposite. In fact, I think I went through through my little setup. I, I think I chose different from who's in the lead. Now, they're not in the lead by much, but Luke is beating out Han. I'm sorry. How does Luke beat out Han right now? That's just not what I would expect. 
nor would I. Though I did expect the mall Palpatine thing. See, I would have went Palpatine just because it seems like, even though I would pick mall personally, I know that it, it seems like lately Palpatine has gotten a lot of respect and it's it's uh, the younger crowd especially seems to really like Palpatine. They so. are, however, using the least photogenic version of Palpatine for the voting. They're using Revenge of the Sith in the hood. I've just had my face turned into something that looks kind of like Play-Doh Palpatine. But, dude, that was the one that was so good that they had to put it in Empire Strikes Back. It still looks better in Empire than in Revenge of the Sith. I'm just saying. It's the same but yeah, one. So, so <laughs> yeah, our brackets are head. screwed. Yeah. Our brackets are in pretty rough shape. Yeah, yeah we're 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 screwed, but we'll see how some of the other stuff ends up going forward, I suppose. Um, now, besides that, the one thing that we have going uh, on is the uh, Force Awakens. Supposed to, when was that thing supposed to be hitting DVD on April 4th? April 5th. You've got 5th. the okay. digital HD version on the 1st. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty big week. You get the two episode season finale of Rebels on the 30th. On the 31st, you've got Rebellion finally coming out for Fantasy Flight Games. On the 1st, you've got the digital version of The Force Awakens. Then on the 5th, you've got the physical version of The Force Awakens on Blu-ray and DVD. And you've got that quasi-long-awaited Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away Aliens that has two more stories than the ebooks that they put out. And that's the day that they're putting out the light effects Kylo Ren figure for Disney Infinity 3.0. So it's a pretty big week coming up, but the fifth is like the focus of all the attention. Right, right. Yeah, so it's... I mean, that's cool, but uh, apparently you don't have to wait that long if you're some individuals. <laughs> um, it has already... The Force Awakens Blu-ray is already at store locations. And of course, per usual, some of those store locations have already let them get out. Now, granted, I don't know if it's because I'm not seeing it lar- across a large spectrum. I don't know if this is people from behind the uh, the scenes, you know, basically someone who works there hooking up a friend or if they are actually showing up in um, on the shelves and people are able to are buying them that way. Not a lot. I highly doubt that it's the latter because I'm thinking back to the force awakens merchandise when it was coming out before force Friday and every place that I saw it out early and Almost every report I heard of stuff hitting shelves early, you would get it to the cash register, try to scan it, and it would not allow it to go through. So unless they're manually overriding it every single time this stuff is getting out and completely ignoring the policy of the business and what's coming up on the cash register, it seems like this has got to be something that's avoiding the normal release process. I mean, possibly, but remember there was the same thing with that, uh, the lightsaber Ray action figure that came out, you know, so I mean that managed to make it to two stores way early and then actually get on the shelf way early and then turn around and get sold way early. So it's that last step. It's the selling that's the issue. Seeing it out on the shelves early is actually not that right. 
rare anymore, but getting it actually out the door, that's that's kind of right. a surprise. I'm I would argue, though, that in some instances with this, when mm-hmm. people are showing, you know, all kinds of clips of it, this is probably less the actual physical copies getting out the door and more the fact that you've already got apparently from overseas theoretically you've mm-hmm. already got ripped copies from the blu-ray as digital files that are being torrented like crazy i mean we're in a day and age where that's kind of the norm i mean when the film came out in theaters it wasn't but a matter of two or three days before relatively clear cam copies showed up as bootlegs on torrent sites because that's how all those earlier memes were getting made of things like tr8r and all that stuff that that's true and now granted i will say also a lot of people who have done the early digital release have been saying they've actually been cl- able to claim and watch their digital releases already so you might want to check that out and see if if you can uh download yours i attempted that a couple of days ago and was unable hmm okay so i'm not sure i'm trying to remember where they said that i, I want to say hulu but that doesn't sound right I'm not. Yeah, you're not buying movies on Hulu. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you're th- you're the, As you the can tell, I'm not much of a digital <laughs> purchaser yeah, of films. Disney Movies Anywhere mm-hmm. um, is the primary way that they want you to do it. But then you can link that to your iTunes, Amazon Video, Voodoo, Google Play or Microsoft accounts, which will allow you to watch on those platforms. Also, whatever you've redeemed through Disney Movies Anywhere or you can redeem through those individual sites by themselves using the codes that you get right possibly it was they maybe they redeemed the code through some site or maybe it was amazon video i I can't remember man i but there there were a few people saying oh i'm gonna check and they're like yeah it worked for me yeah maybe they're all people just being idiots or i you know i don't i missed something who knows but uh point being I was seeing that from uh, one of my Star Wars groups. I can't remember exactly which one it was. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it shows right now. If you were to go to Disney movies anywhere, have already put in your pre-order code, what you're going to get when you hit play isn't the movie. It'll say uh, you're about to watch a special video. Thank you for pre-ordering the force awakens on digital HD coming to Disney movies anywhere or whatever, April 1st. And what it's then playing is the legacy featurette, which is this little short minute and a half video that was used as sort of the bait to say, Hey, pre-order now and you'll get exclusive early access to this little featurette online thing is virtually all the digital stores if you just go there and pull up the page for the force awakens you can watch that little featurette for free okay so right now disney movies anywhere at least is still doing it the way that it's expected it still has the uh, available april 1st tag on it you can watch a preview you can watch the little legacy thing you can't watch the film okay all right so yeah maybe they were getting duped into that and, and jumping early um so eh. uh I, I do know some people are, have been getting advanced copies but those are special people who i am not maybe, maybe you are one of those special people i know you oh, tend to I, get some things i wish i <laughs> wish no i think in this case probably and this is what I've been seeing just on my Facebook feed. A lot of the people who are saying, I got my digital copy early are actually people who downloaded the illegal torrent uh, of it and, and are then justifying it when they're finally prodded into saying, yeah, I actually downloaded it by saying, well, I'm going to own it digitally in gotcha. a few days. So now it's OK for me to just download it illegally because, you know, 
I'm going to be paying for it. Whereas people like me are sitting back saying, you know what? I'm going to be buying like five or six copies of the freaking thing. And I'm going to try to wait it out because it's like a week and a half. This isn't like it's December and it's going to be months before it comes out and people are hunting for the cam bootlegs. It's a freaking week or week and a half. Come on, have some self-control. Understood. Yeah, it's like I said, I've seen some people actually getting the physical copies in the mail, though. I was just saying I'm not I'm not one of those privileged. That I would like that. I would like. Right. But but yeah, you know what? That that may be the case. It's one of those things where people are like, yeah, I, I, uh, I got it off the Swedish Netflix and they mean Pirate Bay. They, that may definitely be a thing that's going on. You, you may have hit that right on the head. So speaking of April 5th, there's something else coming and uh, that you didn't mention that. So we'll move on over to the Holovid and talk about some Battlefront. Yes, that's right. Battlefront has gotten some new content and is getting some new content depending on what you've purchased. The core game got a big March update uh, this past week that added quite a few new features, kind of streamlined the interface, made it a little more user friendly overall. And if you have the season pass, they're costing $50, which is basically $10 less than it would cost to buy the individual four DLC packs, then you have access already as of this past week to the Outer Rim DLC, which adds four maps, two new heroes, a new game mode, and so on. If you didn't buy the season pass, and you don't buy the season pass between now and April 5th, then on April 5th, you can pay the $15 full price for the Outer Rim DLC separately and then add that into your game. So it's basically a two-week window here where season pass owners get to play Outer Rim a little bit early and everybody else gets it on that big release day, April 5th. I I do like that they are giving some incentive to actually do the, the season pass. So that's, you know, you're getting a little bit extra time. It's something. Uh, Now, here's my question, though. I have not I still have not purchased the season pass. Now, when April 5th rolls around at that point, do you know if the season pass will no longer be available and you'll have to buy everything going going forward? You'll have to buy everything uh, separately or will the season pass still be an option? It should still be an option. They usually leave the season passes available for quite a while. I mean, even season passes for some previous games where all the DLC has already been released can still be bought to just get the DLC. Um, Generally, if you wait until all the DLC is already out, there'll be like a gold edition or something like that later or game of the year edition, which (laughs) we won't be seeing for Battlefront. (laughs) It's not going to get game of the year. Um, (laughs) But you would have uh, some kind of collected edition that has all the DLC built into it. But yeah, I mean, you're you're pretty safe whether you get it now or later. The, The key thing right now is that just decide whether or not you want all four of them if you're willing to wait as long as it takes to get all four of them and if you are you might as well play for the season pass get the 10 bucks off get the extra emote and get the early access to the other three that are still coming or between now and april 5th get access to outer rim before it's available to everybody else right so looking at it from my perspective because i have I've been wanting to play more like i said i'm trying to get up to level 50 to get that shadow trooper armor but I just with my schedule and everything, I don't have a lot of time to play it. So the whole thing about the early access where that is cool for most people, for me, 
because I get to play so little, I, I'm most likely going to miss that window three out of the four times anyway. So that's not a whole lot for me. As far as the emotes, I really don't care. I never hit those emotes. So the only real advantage would be the $10 discount. So besides, well, besides the actual content, that's if, if I'm purchasing it. So then it comes down to, is the content worth it? Do I need to buy this to get more enjoyment out of the game? What, what are we getting exactly? And what, what are you going to be left behind on if you don't get it? Well, they did a very clever thing here. The same day they dropped the DLC for season pass owners. Okay. They also dropped a big game update. So it feels like you're getting more for your money. Mm-hmm. Then you actually kind of are. <laughs> that uh, is sneaky. The game update itself, which is free to everybody and almost nine gigabytes, by the way. So enjoy Jeez. your downloading time. Wow. Yeah. Um, basically, what it's done is there are some minor game tweaks overall, uh, like balance tweaks and that sort of thing. They've made it so that it's more likely that groups will get balanced out a little bit better after some blowout wins, if you're playing in a playlist, which is good. They've also done something interesting where now the multiplayer menu looks different. When you go into the multiplayer menu, you can click on the side and go to the original menu where it just has all the different game modes for the original game. Okay. And you can, you know, hit square to pick whatever map you want. But otherwise now the main screen in the multiplayer menu is quick launches. You can either quick launch into a 40 player game mode and it'll throw you into, you know, uh, supremacy or Walker assault or turning point, whichever one happens to need people. And it gives you a playlist where you're constantly cycling through those modes, which is something I've been wanting for a while. Just give us a freaking playlist that lets us jump in without having to constantly choose our modes. Just give us a a cycling mode. And they have, um, there's also one set up for 12 member matches and they've actually tweaked some of the matches like they tweaked hero hunt big time but one of the tweaks to hero hunt is to make it a 12 player match so you can jump into the 12 player matches matches as a playlist and you can do uh heroes versus villains and hero hunt as its own playlist and jump directly into that all of which are, are nice additions on which are things that we've been wanting for a while um you now have the ability to spectate on private matches uh hero hunt has been tweaked So that basically now it's 12 people instead of eight. And it's still the idea that you're all going after the one hero and the only kills that count are when you are the hero. But they've changed the ridiculous thing based on player feedback where it used to be that the way to become the hero for the next part of the the game is you have to get the kill shot on the previous hero. It didn't matter how much damage you did. You had to get the kill shot, which was really frustrating and pretty annoying. What they've done now is they've set it up so that basically it tracks how much damage you do to that hero. And then if they, when that hero falls, the top three get put onto like a little pie chart kind of thing of how much damage they did proportional to each other. And it gets randomly spun to pick who out of the top three damage dealers get to be the next hero. And if you do get chosen as the hero, yours is reset back to zero. But then if you don't, it continues to grow cumulatively so that if you do a lot of damage to the next hero, you have an even greater chance on the next roll and so on and so on. So the higher damage dealers are more likely to be able to play as the heroes more often get more kills. It actually makes it feel like something where you actually could theoretically get that, you know, win 10 of each uh, original Battlefront game mode thing that's in the uh, 
in the diorama. So all that was good stuff. The downside of that is that Blast, regular Blast, is still 20 players and Starfighter or Fighter Squadron is still 20 players. So neither of those will show up in any of the playlists. You have to okay. go and manually choose those or you will never be playing Blast or Fighter Squadron anymore. Okay. Um, which is just weird. But, um, they also added HUT contracts where I guess you're, you're, you were going to interject something there. Excuse me. No, 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 no. You're fine. Go, okay. go ahead and, and, sure. and mention that one. And- All right. They also added HUT contracts, which sound cool on its face. Right. When it comes down to it, I realize it's kind of crappy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the idea, and this is something that is it, it. There's a there's a few of these available for non DLC people, and a lot more available for those who do have the DLC. But basically, you go to this page for the HUT contracts, and it gives you these multi step things to do for most of them, and it's to unlock new weapons. Uh, new star cards and such, because all the new star cards and weapons that were introduced in the update and the DLC, you don't just buy them, you earn them. You have to do these contracts, and once you've done the contract, you get whatever it is. But you have to pay to do the contract in the first place to acquire <laughs> right. it. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's like, yes. Here's the thing. We realize that there's a lot of grinding in this game and people are getting sick of the grinding just to get enough credits to buy, you know, anything. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it so that you pay up front and get a contract. And then the grinding doesn't feel like just mindless grinding to get credits. Now you're mindless grinding to get these little things checked off the list in order to get the thing that you kind of already just played your credits for. (laughs) (laughs) So they just added another step to the grinding that makes it feel a little more focused, but it's still just as grindy as ever. Um, There are at least a handful of those, though. I think it's three right now that you can do even if you don't have the season pass. So those tweaks were made that were pretty cool. They also upgraded. Oh, say pretty cool. Hut contracts kind of jury still out. I've done a couple of them now. Um, They also raised the level cap. It is no longer a level cap of 50. It's now a level cap of 60. And the prestige thing, and this is where I think they've fallen short with it, is, well, first off, when you hit level 60 and you want to play as an Imperial, there's nothing new to buy at all. There's not even a level 60 version of an Imperial to spend 17K on to get. Now, if you're playing as a rebel, then level 60 lets you unlock the ability to purchase a weak way to be your new rebel character, just like you could do the Twi'lek and the Quarren at level 50. But there's no equivalent for the Empire at all. And in between levels 50 and 60, there are no new emotes. There are no new star cards. There are no new uh, costumes. Nothing. Okay. New unlocks by level based on that. So that the game update was fairly substantial. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the DLC itself uh, is called Outer Rim, and it actually has its own playlist down at the bottom. So if you're playing in any of those quick launch ones, you're going into some of those previous existing game modes. You will not see the maps from the DLC. Gone is the little check off the Battle of Jakku type thing. Now, down at the bottom, there's a little block for each of the DLCs, and the first one is active, if you've got it. Click on that, and it dumps you into Outer Rim. And it's a playlist that will cycle you through different game modes available for the Outer Rim maps, including the new game mode extraction, constantly as you're playing. You can go. The odd thing is if you go into it with the square button or the, the choosing button, the same thing you would use to choose a map on uh, any of the other game modes, if I were to click that I want to choose 
a specific thing for outer rim and I go in and I choose extraction because I'm doing the contract that requires me to score a certain amount of objective score in extraction to unlock something. Once I've played through a couple of extraction rounds, it's still going to throw me to something else. All it's basically doing is deciding what you're starting in in that rotating playlist. Okay. But at least it is a rotating playlist. Right. Uh, you've got four new maps. You've got no new planets. You have two on Sullust. Let me get the names of them here. You've got four new maps, uh, two on Tatooine, two on Sullust. On Tatooine, you've got Jabba's Palace and the Palace Garage, which is where his katana, the big sail barge, is parked. And on Sullust, you've got the Sub Refinery, where there's lots of molten metal that you can step on and get hurt by. Um, and the Sub Pipelines, which is like an outside area. They're actually pretty cool. I really like playing, and I would never have said this before, I really like playing Cargo on the Sullust um, refinery, the okay. Sullust refinery map, because right. it's very straightforward. It's a relatively small map, but there's still ways you can kind of juke around. It feels like playing uh, Rift in Destiny, as opposed to usually playing Cargo. The maps are so huge that scoring takes forever, and if you got a two-point lead in Cargo, the game is over. Okay. Pretty much. Uh, but now it's a little more competitive. Um, extraction is a new game mode that they've added. That's just for the for these maps. Uh, basically, there's like a cart of supplies that's working its way automatically, slowly but surely through the map, through these different checkpoints, kind of like the checkpoints for the walkers in Walker Assault. And what you'll do if you're the rebels is you try to make sure it keeps moving. And if the mm -hmm. Imperials stop it, you got to go up and activate it to get it moving again. And if it reaches the end, you win. For the Imperials, your job is to get to it and stop it by, again, running up to it and activating it, kind of like trying to capture a drop zone pod. Um, and if it doesn't make it to the end by the time limit, then the Imperials win. And it's kind of like tipping point in that the time limit resets each time you hit a specific checkpoint. Okay. It's actually really fun. Right. Uh, and on these claustrophobic maps, it works very well. But it's only for those maps. And I should note here that for... The, the playlist with these maps, you're not getting every single game mode. Like, you've got Cargo, you've got Heroes vs. Villains, you've got Blast, you've got uh, Extraction, you've got Droid Hunt, but you don't get, for instance, uh, Drop Zone. And none of these maps are large, so you don't get any new maps for Turning Point, you don't get any new maps for Supremacy or Walker Assault whatsoever, and you don't get a new map for hero hunt at all. It's just heroes versus villains for the hero mode. So the maps are really cool and they work well for what they've set up, but there's a real limitation in which modes you can use with it. Right. Um, if you play heroes versus villains on this new DLC, it changes the dynamics. So now it's not three strikes. You're out. It's not three heroes versus three villains. It's four on four. So you've got Greedo in the mix for the Imperials. You've got Nine Numb in the mix for the Rebels. Both of them are kind of interesting. They've got deployable things that they can do okay. um, as part of their their sets, either things that they can throw or little uh, you know turrets that they can deploy and whatnot. And as they kill more enemies, their confidence level basically builds up, and their abilities become stronger. So they don't start as strong as the other heroes, but they can become stronger if you're playing skillfully. Um, they've also now got it set up so that if you're playing hero versus villains, let's say, you know, it's the end of this round in the match and it's your turn to be a hero or villain. It doesn't just randomly assign anymore. 
It gives you the options to choose them, but you better choose fast because somebody else might choose the one that you want. Okay. But you do get to choose. And then once both sides have their four chosen, then the next round starts, which works pretty well. Um, Beyond that, really, I mean, the HUD contracts, there are ones that are just for the DLC. Um, So far, I haven't really seen a lot of those that are really useful. Like I did one where you use a targeting rifle and cycler rifle and and something else um, and got myself a new version of that really fast firing uh, rifle that you get. One of the earlier ones you can choose in the game. And it's basically the same rifle, except it fires its entire charge in one shot, which is supposed to be crazy lethal. It's got full damage on the stats. I haven't killed hardly anybody with that thing. I've killed maybe (laughs) one after shooting a bunch of people point blank in the face. Okay. Uh, So that'll probably get tweaked at some point. Um, There's a new star card that's like an adrenaline stim in case you get hurt that helps you heal faster that you can unlock. I just unlocked that. I think that's that's the one you use like gas or something. Um, There's a dioxys grenade you can unlock, other different weapons, a scatter gun. Um, But again, it's all done through these contracts. And some of the contracts everybody can do, some are just for um, the, the DLC holders. And they've also, to okay. go with this, I should note, for base command on the app, they've added a new 9-num card. They've added a Greedo character to the Imperial roster. They've added the Adrenaline Stim. And all, basically all the different things that were added to the game as, as star cards where you would they would translate that in the original game over to base command. They're translating the DLC stuff over to base command too, which is, is pretty cool. I didn't expect them to do that with base command. So I don't know. Is it worth 15 bucks? I don't know. It's definitely worth 10 bucks. Okay. 15 bucks. I don't know because so much of this DLC is sort of camouflaged within this bigger, right. Really good refining the game update. I think they've just given this game a little bit more of a life. Mm-hmm. than it would have had otherwise. Um, but again, I mean, I'm sitting back looking at the fact that we've still got three DLCs coming, one of which isn't even coming until like, what, mid-2017. I don't know if the game lasts that long, but at least for now, it's got a nice, you know, adrenaline stim. See what I did there? To keep them going. <laughs> right. The other thing they added that they've desperately needed since the beginning is a freaking combat roll. You can now basically strafe left or right and double tap the crouch button and you'll actually freaking roll, which is something this game has needed since the beginning because, you know, virtually every third person shooter in existence lets you do that now. Okay, dude. So it's a lot of stuff. and I'll try to give my opinions on on each thing that you mentioned there. First off with that. That's awesome to me. I did not expect to get that at all. Um you know, m- most of the third-person shooters that I've been seeing, granted, I'm a bit behind because I was kind of getting worn out on the whole uh, Call of Duty Black Ops and all of those, you know. So to me, to get something like that in the game was not something that I would have expected. But I love that they are actually, it, it seems like they're doing one of two things or both. They're either looking at the original Battlefront and saying, what are some of the things that we're in this and how can we try to implement them into our new battlefront, but still feel like a new game or they're just, you know, listening to some of the outcries and people saying, well, you don't have this. And they're like, okay, that's a thing we don't have. How could we do that? But point being they're it, they're actually going and, and they're making, they're adding in the things to feel like battlefront. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it makes me wonder 
if they thought this game was predominantly going to be played as a first person shooter at first and FPS games usually don't have a combat role. And now they're seeing how many people are tending to play in third person and realize that's an essential component to add in. I wonder if they miscalculated how they expected people to play the game. And now it's turning out this really isn't an FPS for most for a lot of people. It's a third person shooter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, and and I play it in first person. I, I've been meaning to check it out in the third person, but I've just not done that yet. Uh, do you do it in third person? Do you play the game in third person? Absolutely. I play it in third person. And if you're playing in first person and you do a combat role now, yes, the combat role works, but it throws you into third person as you do the role and then throws you back into first person, which is a little jarring. Uh, you know, I like that. I think that's, I think that's a cool little uh, thing, but so I, I want to check it out. I would, I would, my biggest thing is I'm concerned about my accuracy in third person, but I'll definitely check that out and see how that goes. And and I, I think that's great. I think if they're, they're moving the game toward that, they're moving it toward what battlefront should be. I still am seeing a lot of negativity. I think that as they're doing these things slowly, it's good for them because they're able to, you know, it seems like they're, they're doing things at in times to make sure that they're done right. And they're slowly building the game into a much, much better game, a much more thought out game. I'm just afraid from a player standpoint that everyone's already made their mind up. And at this point, no one's actually looking at what's coming because I mean, even, even like you were saying with uh, Greedo and Nindum, that sounds awesome. That sounds like they really put a lot of thought into the actual game mechanics of the characters, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people, I didn't, I did not expect that. I expected them to be lame. And, and a lot of people are going, ah, you just, you know, copied uh skins that we already have and now we're charging us money for something that's basically already in there and we're getting ripped off and what it seems like they did was they said we made the mechanics work at the sacrifice of a new skin you know like it's mm-hmm. you know, would you rather have them throw in bosk and he's he plays basically just like Han or would you rather it be Greedo and he has totally different game mechanics and he has something new added to the game. Personally, I like that because it's, you know, it's a game. It's, it's meant to uh, be the actual interaction, not so much the, the look of it. You, you know what I'm saying? Like to, that, mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. I, I understand if someone else oh, says, yeah. yeah, I don't like Greedo. I don't want to play as Greedo. Fine. I, I hear you. Um, I, I think, I think it is somewhat of a valid argument, but at the same time, I think that, uh, people really should consider that, no, you're getting a different character. That's totally different from, from what we've seen before. This is, these are new mechanics added in. So that's awesome to me. Yeah. I was one of those decrying, oh yeah, let's just do the reskin. And all of a sudden it's nine numb and Greedo, which, which but, initially yeah, they, is they a, play yeah. really well. I, I right. really like playing in particular as nine numb in terms of, I mean, the guy's got a charge up shot. Mm-hmm. He's got a little turret he could put out and he's got basically a proximity mind thing that he can kind of toss when he sets it up and right. his blaster fires fairly rapidly. I would arm almost say, that nine numb now beats out at least Leia. And I'd probably like to play as nine numb more than Han. I'm not sure he beats out Luke yet, but that's right. some pretty high praise given how much I was down on right. those two being the new heroes in the first place. And, and at the time, 
I think you were totally justified in that. I, I think that looking at it, yeah, that's how it seems. But at this point, now it's like, okay, now we have it. We've seen it. They did put some effort in it. They just, you know, they sacrificed the skin for the game mechanics. So I, for me, like I, I feel like I'm always like sitting here defending them and, and I don't want to seem like a shill. But I do also want to kind of counterbalance what I'm hearing from, from the other side of it, which is a lot of people who, who are upset. And I mean, we both, you know, joke about the game and everything. And, and yeah, it would have been great to have gotten all of this stuff and f- felt like that we had this game upon release when that was back in what November. And now we're what, three months later. I think they did a pretty good job of sort of uh, filling in the gap between release and the DLC with the different, you know, like here's some new maps and here's some maps that we already had, but repurposed for other modes and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, it was free, so you can't really argue too much with free. I think their biggest test was whether this DLC would go down well. And so far it seems to have gone down pretty well. Now that's not to say that, it doesn't have its shortcomings, you know, like no major new unlocks between 50 and 60, the thinly veiled, let's make it so you're grinding in a different way thing with the contracts when you're still paying the credits to get them in the first place and that sort of thing. Um, I actually, have you seen the glitch yet? I, I have not. Like I said, I, I have not fired it up at all lately. <laughs> so you finish, and I don't know if this is just for DLC holders or if this is for everybody after the update, but you finish a match. And you have your score. And for those who aren't familiar with it, the score basically boils down. You cut a zero off the end and that's how many credits that you get. So if it's 5000 points, it's 500 credits. Well, after it does its little tally of your XP that you've gotten or your points that you've gotten, it then moves to the screen. It's supposed to show you the XP turning into credits. And it always now says zero equals zero, which makes it look like you're getting no credits whatsoever. Oh, no. You yeah. are because your tally goes up. <laughs> but on that screen, I'm just like, what? Yeah, I can imagine that being like uh, enraging for just a oh, moment. Yeah, I was live streaming when I saw that for the first <laughs> time. My first experience with anything de- with anything out of right. DLC was to live stream it as as I was testing stuff out and oh, that that did not go over well when I first saw it. Although Excellent. seeing Greedo get killed by another roadie and calling it green on green crime was classic. <laughs> I do like that. Um, now, now talking about those those game modes and, and the rotation, I love that they're giving you the rotation now. That's cool. That also goes back to uh, some classic Battlefront stuff. Is it something we probably should have had earlier? Possibly, but I don't, like I said, I I can't think of any other games that are using anything like that currently. So I can't say too much on that. You know, I'm just basically, I'm glad it's now a thing. Um, As far as not having like say blast and the, the starfighter thing in it, I'm okay with that because one, just my personal opinion, I think people who are playing blast at this point are really sort of missing what the game has to offer. I I don't play blast at all anymore. It, it's to me, it's pretty pointless and it, it really, really waters the game down for what it can be. I, I still love turning point. I think turning point is excellent. It feels like an updated version of the old battlefront. Um, I can't remember if it was a certain mode in, in the old battlefront, but I mean, cause I thought that was essentially what you did uh, for anything. Maybe it was conquest or whatever, but it was what I always played where you would go try to cap capture a, uh, a zone or whatever. Right. 
So for me, this feels like a, an updated version of that. So I love Turning Point. I think uh, Turning Point, Walker Assault, uh, Drop Zone, a couple others, maybe, you know, those are a lot of fun to me. And I think that for this type of game, basically saying, uh, okay, I'm going to take this game that offers these different unique game modes and that that are very much themed within star wars and then i'm gonna just run around and shoot people that it's like you can play any shooter ever with that i think you're just sort of missing out with that so for me i could care less if blast ever goes in the rotation i suspect probably by the next update they will whatever they're looking at at this point once they get it uh decided and they're happy with it it'll probably go in as for the the actual starship one I'm I'm not sure how they do it. I'm wondering if it has something to do with maybe how they're looking at what people normally play and stuff. And they feel like that if they're trying to match people up or something, trying to throw that one in, in the middle because it's so different uh, flying around shooting versus running around on the ground shooting that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who, who won't want to make that change. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're not throwing that in just for, uh, match finding purposes. Possibly. That's just me trying to come up with, with a a possibility as to why they're not doing that at the moment. But it makes me wonder mm -hmm. because the way they divide it up is number of players per match, right? So you got 40 player modes, 12 player modes, and they tweaked a mode or two to make them fit the 12 player modes. Whereas with blast and, with fighter squadron they didn't so they're still set at 20. if you actually look at the way that it breaks down on the outer rim dlc even when you're playing a mode that exists outside of it like cargo or blast in the outer rim every single game type even extraction are 16 player matches across the board so they can tweak the number of players per match depending on how they want to set it up in the menu system, you would think that they would have just said, okay, well, let's have a 12 player blast or a 12 player fighter squadron. If they'd wanted to, they certainly could have, but they didn't. So it <laughs> makes me wonder, you know, is, is it like you were saying, is it based on people's play habits or what? Right. Right. I, I mean, I feel like there's probably something to it. Um, I think they put, they, they put some sort of thought into it. I don't think they just went there. <laughs> Uh, Last? What's that? <laughs> There's fighters in this game? What? So, I don't know. You know, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm really, really happy with it. And and, and once again, I'm not trying to tell people, uh, stop, you know, quit, quit beating up on DICE and EA or whatever. You're like, do what you want to. I don't care. But for me... I'm I'm kind of saying, you know what? It it looks like they're starting to make it the game that that it really needs to be. And and I'm happy with that because at the end of the day, I don't want to complain. I just want a good game. So the fact that it is coming it uh, slowly, but it, you know, it, it's working out. I'm still happy about that over not ever, you know, the possibility of not getting the game at all and even further you know, it may take them all the way through the life of this game to to really get it, get all the kinks worked out and get figured out where we're going to go with it. But then that makes me say, OK, come the next one. I would think it's very likely that they say, all right, we finally got it tuned into what what we need the game to be. And then that'll be where they start with the next one, I would assume. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I, there's a part of me, though, that sits back and kind of shakes my head at this. 
because this isn't just a Battlefront thing. I mean, this is a current and even to an extent previous generation video game thing right. where we put out a product and then we're going to patch it and patch it and patch it and patch it. Big updates, small updates to try to make the game stronger. And of course, we'll add the DLC on top. You know, everybody thinks about the the image of, you know, the hamburger with all the different pieces on it and right, so forth. Right. Now you're basically just paying for the bun or whatever. Um, there was a time, mm-hmm. granted this was generations ago, where the game you bought was the game you bought. You didn't have to worry about DLC to get more of the story, the rest of the story, content that maybe they were working on at the same time they were working on the game that just didn't get in there, or in Capcom's case, stuff that's already on your disc that you're just paying to unlock. <laughs> right. It's not right. really downloadable or anything like that. Um, you would just pay for the game and have the game, and the game is what it was, so they would make it as bug-free and as solid as possible, at least if they were a quality team, yeah, sometimes putting <laughs> it out there in the first place. Right. Um, the fact that you can now patch things is great because you can then fix things that are buggy and whatnot as it goes along and you can add features, but it has led to sort of this mindset amongst companies, especially the bigger Mm -hmm. companies. Bungie did this with destiny Uh, and we're seeing this with battlefront. They'll put out a game that really isn't up to par. They'll get crappy initial reviews, but then they'll do updates that, you know, you wish that, you know, a year after release or six months after release, that that's when the reviews were coming in because that's when it's the game that it should have been at launch. Yeah, and absolutely. EA does this all the freaking time. Right. And um, yeah. so I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a good thing that we're able to get the new content and patches that way. And that has become something to make games better than they were when they released. Or if this is creating a culture of laziness where they can just put out something that's not up to par and say, ah, screw it. We'll fix it later. It's like messing up something when you're shooting a film and then say, ah, screw it. We'll fix it in post. We got digital technology. So I, well, I don't want to say it's laziness as much as it is, um, a rush, you know, the, the actual publish, see publishers and developers, right? That's, that's what we're looking at. I'm I'm trying to remember the exact names, but you know, it's, it's not dice being like, "Ah, whatever, I guess it's the thing. It's dice going, all right, we're trying to get it. We're trying to get it. And EA going, I need it by Monday. And they're like, I really, really need till Friday to do it right. And they're like, well, you better have me something by Monday. And they're like, fine, this is what I can get you by Monday. And they're like, all right, well, the, you know, you've got until Friday to get the rest of it. That's just sort of the, the way that games are being done right now. Because the reality is it takes a lot longer to be developed to, it takes a lot longer to develop some of these better games than what, they're they're being given time for and that's just like i said unfortunately that's the way that it's it's working at the moment i don't know if it's getting any better it seems like it's kind of getting worse because people have been complaining about it for a while now and it, it just seems like it becomes more and more of an issue and i've been hearing oh you know that's going to implode it's going to implode i don't know I, I i don't even pretend to understand uh how that market works and and to try to predict it or whatever. All I can say, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't great to start with. Um, but it is nice that we are kind of getting these things going forward and in hopes there will be changes that will continue on to the future games and we will get more complete games in the future. The only thing I know to do is like I said, enjoy it for now for what it is. I think that, um, there's definitely some play value in it and you know, that's just that that's the best I can tell anybody on it. 
Look, do you want it good or do you want it on time? I'm looking at you, <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Oh, that Insert one was not sad a- Affleck. Um, <laughs> sad Fleck. Yeah. Um, so. I just want to see. I just want to see a tweet from Boyega. Uh-huh. After it after it officially launches on the same day as the Blu-ray of The Force Awakens, I want to see him tweeting about, hey, Force Awakens is out. This is awesome. Hey, you know what else is out? Outer Rim. Where's my story? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, I thought uh, there was a new update, so I thought that was the, the story, but there's no story in this. Oh, John Boyega, never change. Never change. But hey, man, so there's, an, there's some more uh, updates and stuff or whatever you were wanting to bring up. Uh, uprising sort of I've I'm not sure that it's a game update per se I mean we're at the point mm-hmm. where now the level cap is 100 act two's story is done uh, I've actually finally started to look into something that sort of it's, it's like a hidden quest line that people don't tend to realize is there okay they introduced this new holodisc currency that as you gain enough of it you can unlock gear and whatnot but you can right. also once you right. get 500 you can unlock it's a, something with a noble court and then like origin of the Kohan. Well, apparently those are the light side, dark side paths. Oh, no okay, one told really- me this. <laughs> yeah. You click on Kohan and I've done the missions for it, but I got to a point where I'm like, I'm ready to throw my iPad out the window uh-huh. um, because le- the, the, the game is designed to basically be played with levels based on your character level, which you get through experience. So at this point, the cap is 100. I'm at like 91 or whatever it is at this point. And to unlock any given level to play, then you have to reach that level. Fine, whatever. And when you go to the level select screen, after you've chosen the level, once you've met the level requirement, it gives you usually two to three different options of the difficulty to set it on based on player rating. And it'll give like you no know, good chance of success, risky chance. Nope. Sorry. You can't do this. Your level's not high enough or whatever based on your gear rating of what you're wearing and what your weapon is. Right. Okay. And generally they, it stays somewhat commensurate with your character level so that you usually will wind up in a situation where you go to that select screen and you've got two to three that you can choose from. There's always at least one that's like locked out because your player rating isn't high enough unless you've played way ahead or spent a lot of time grinding for gear. So I get to the end of the dark side quest line. I am about to get dark side powers from the, the, the night sisters or something. I've just played through a match where I fought this bullet sponge enemy that I kid you not cost me. He's such a bullet sponge and I was playing well. Right. That it wound up costing basically half a month worth of chromium from the long term smuggling contract in terms of how many times I had to die and revive because this guy has a gun. I'm at ninety one hundred health when my health is full, which means right after reviving or whenever you start out. Right. He can shoot me and drop me from ninety one hundred to two hundred in one shot. Oh, my God. And I finally beat this guy and moved to the next step. Uh huh. And it says, so it's like level 86 or whatever. Sorry, your character rating, your gear rating isn't high enough. I'm past the level requirement. I look at the gear rating. I've been playing this since day one. I have to have basically two times the level (laughs) rating that I have now to be able to play it. So I won't get to do the end of that quest 
if ever, for months to now, come. So now, which what- is ridiculous. They, they, their way of designing this, like it makes no sense to me because you would think that they're designing it to try to get money. But that's not stuff where money comes <laughs> right, into play at right. all. They're just doing it to screw with you. Now, I'm pretty sure I saw your picture on this. Uh, you you posted on, on your Facebook page about this, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, the way I was thinking that it was on your picture, it looked like you were actually at a higher uh, level that it was the, the cap was up there. That, am, I, am I remembering this wrong? I'm at like level 91. The mission mm-hmm. requires level, I think it's 86. But for player rating, your gear rating, right. it requires 11,000 something. And I'm at like just under 6,000. And I, again, I've been playing since day one, using everything they've given to upgrade my stuff as I've gotten new gear. But the crystals are just too hard to pick and choose which ones you get. And it's just, I don't know. I'm, I could, I don't see where the connection is between level 86 and a player rating that in general, by naturally regularly playing, you would only get it like level 200 or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find this picture. Where did you post this? Cause I thought it was on your Facebook page. Star Wars Beyond the Films Facebook page. I believe ah. I, I forget what it said. I think I said it was how uprising says, screw you player or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. No better way to say screw you than that. Okay. So yeah, so I'm looking at it right now, but here's the thing. So it looks like, what I'm noticing, you're at the highest reward level. So you can drop. There are, no. Mm-hmm. On this mission, uh-huh. there is only the highest reward There's level. Only the you highest. can't okay. take it down a notch or two mm-hmm. notches or whatever. It throws you only into that option. Okay. No other mission in this entire game have I ever seen it only give you the highest difficulty option. Now, are you allowed to, because I'm looking at the bottom here and I can't remember if this means you can click to add an extra person or if it means it just has to be you. Are you able to do this mission with a partner? I'm not sure if you can or not. Uh I think you can. I generally don't. But even then, there's a question of the player rating. I mean, we're talking some serious numbers and I would assume the other person needs to be on that path. Right. But like I said, I haven't tried it out with that. But for someone who's just kind of playing pretty relentlessly individually. Right. It's, I that's Cause it's supposed to be your character's path to gain these force abilities. Ooh, but now it's kind of a ha ha, just well, kidding at so, the end of the quest. So, well, I will say, I mean, to me, this, I think that if that is the case, you have to look into it to know for sure. But if that is the case, then it's possible. This is just them trying to do their version of rating, you know, like World of Warcraft, where it's like, yeah, it's where you do the raid or whatever. And it's going to take five of us to to do it. And so it's one of those things where they're trying to encourage the actual community to, to actually might, play with it, people. There's but. nothing ever within any of the setup for it or any of the screens that come up for it that right. ever says a thing. Well, Although, yeah. to be fair... In the entire game, there's almost nothing ever that suggests to you, hey, play this co-op. For a game that has a co-op feature, it really never talks about it. I didn't say they're doing it well. I'm just wondering if that's what their intentions are. I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, I'm just I'm I'm flabbergasted by it. I mean, it doesn't impact your ability to play the main story. I mean, the main story, I'm working my way to it. I think I've got maybe one or two more missions and then act two is done. And then a few more levels after that, I'll be at the hundred cap again. And while I was doing that, it's grindy. 
mm-hmm. but I wasn't getting pissed at the game and wanting to throw it. Hitting right. that wall at the end of that origin of the Kohan quest makes me wish I never spent the holodisks in the first place. You know, <laughs> right. it's one right. of those. Why the hell did you let me do this right. and play up to this point if you're just going to throw that in there? Because. I was able to play every mission up to that point. So it raised the requ- the player rating requirement from one mission to the next mission by at least doubling it, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know, man. Yeah, not I don't so, not so much an update on <laughs> Uprising as me just being pissed. Reasonably so. Anything else? All right, scoundrels. That's going to do it for this edition of Cloud City Casino. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. You can still keep in touch with us between the episodes by reaching out at our email address, which is at cloudcitycasino at gmail.com. If you're wanting to do that, we still have until April 1st, our contest going on for that uh, Ray survival guide that was signed by Jason Fry. So like I said, uh, you have until April 1st to send us an email, throw in the little title there. I want to survive on Jakku. And uh, we'll we'll do our random drawing after that point and let you know who won that. Uh, but besides that, like I said, send us some uh, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Let us know what uh, what you want. Whatever uh, you can do the same thing by tweeting us at Cloud City Casino or just find us on the Facebook page and like us there. Uh, of course, you can find us on the Star Wars Report. Uh, network or just go to starwarsreport.com and uh, you can also of course uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn. Really appreciate it if you would leave us a review while you're there uh, at the iTunes or just right now. Um, I believe Stitcher has something like that too. Um, Seriously, just just come on. We know uh, know you're listening. Need those reviews. We, we really need those reviews. It helps other people see us. Um, Nate, I mean, what, what, tell them something to, to get them to, to give us some reviews, man. Leave a review for us. <laughs> it's more fun and intelligible than engaging in political conversations. So ignore that on social media and leave a review instead. Is that yeah. Better? Yeah. And it'll, it'll take less of your life away than doing that. Cause if you, and you'll be less angry all the time. Exactly. Just, just hop on there. It takes two seconds. Like I know it's kind of a pain. Apple is the worst at it. I don't know if you've ever tried to mess with, with it on there. You have to actually go down to the search. Like you're going to find a new podcast. You can't just do it directly from your podcast. You have to actually go down to the little search thing. And then like you're looking for it. So you would type in cloud city casino and you're like, Oh, there we go. I'm going to check that out. Like I'm going to, to download it, even though I've already subscribed to it, but you, you click on, on it there and then you there's the little uh like i can't remember what it is exactly but review is in the middle you click on that and then you can write it so yeah it's not they didn't look they didn't do it the hardest way that's not my fault i'm sorry but just do us a solid just just write a little something or or if you can't even do that just you know light up those stars and click send i guess uh but we'd appreciate it that's really all I have for it. Uh, of course, you can find me at Morris Isley on the Twitter. Uh, Nate, where are the array of places that you can be found? 
All right, the Star Wars Timeline Gold can be found at StarWarsFanWars.com slash Timeline, the most comprehensive Star Wars chronology available anywhere. My video content, game reviews, and Battlefront live streams, of course, can be found over on YouTube.com slash user slash Chrono Radio, C-H-R-O-N-O-R-A-D-I-O, all is one word. And the podcast I'm involved with, all connected, just like Cloud City Casino, at StarWarsReport.com. That's Stars Beyond the Films and the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable, which will be ending very soon, so be sure to check out our final episodes. Awesome. And that brings us to the end of this episode. So always remember. Let the Wookiee win and then stiff him with (laughs) counterfeit credits. Oh, that's going to come back to bite you. Literally. This party's over.